This week, this week on All About Affordable NFTs, don't call it a comeback, Apple VR is set to announce, probably within days of you hearing this, but what this means is, is the metaverse back? Is everyone going to jump in? (laughs) Oh, gosh. We'll get to that after some of the news. Andrew, how's it going? Man, going well. Yeah, are we back to, to VR I mean, hype or, or reality or, or some sort it's of mix of that happening again. What did we say last time? First come the meme coins, then come the metaverse. It's all happening. Yeah, yeah. The meme coins, meme coins are dying down a bit, but you know they're still still got all sorts of you know new coins popping up. And and man, yeah, you may be onto something. Maybe this is the, the, uh, the start of the cycle. The horsemen of the apocalypse or of the of the comeback. <laughs> That's right. Gosh. Well, we've got, I mean, I think this is somewhat of a new one to to maybe kick it off here. We've got, looking at our headlines, we've got Nike has, has sold, Nike on their dot swoosh platform, they've sold over a million dollars of digital shoes. And, you know, while maybe saying a million dollars isn't quite uh, the the same headline grabbing uh, number that, that we used to see in some of these NFT headlines, uh, this is still big. These are pure digital shoes. There's no physical uh, component to these. Um, and this is on that dot swoosh platform. So these are their, this was the OF1 boxes that they were selling here. I believe, let's see, I think they had 55,000. Yeah, 55,000 of these sold at $19.82 in homage to uh, to the, the founding year of the company. Uh, so there was yeah, just a little bit over 1 million in revenue. Then just recently, Nike has announced that a new partnership with EA Sports where they're going to put their NFTs into EA Sports titles. So, um, you know, it's a pretty big partnership of uh, two big names in, in, in sports and certainly in, in gaming as well for EA Sports. Just watch Nike. Nike, I think they've got a team that just gets it and they're running the freaking play. I'm just like coming off of just watching how, you know, the the story, how they signed Michael Jordan and that entire story. You're like, right. Those <laughs> folks, those folks know how to make money. I'll tell you that God. And, and so it's, it's really impressive. And again, folks are taking note. They're taking note and they realize that there's something there in terms of ownership, reputation, and then how you just pull in more brands. I, I mean, it's common. All right. We've had a couple of auctions recently of some 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 premium NFTs, many from the early Art Blocks collections. And these were part of 3AC's collection, uh, Three Arrows Capital, uh, that is. This is, this is the, the investment firm that, uh, let's see, well, they've gone, they've, They've gone belly up, I believe. The the founders are still maybe on the run. Not entirely sure, but anyway. (laughs) Oh, they're running. Anyway, let's see. This they've got ringers in here, ringers, fidenzas, archetypes, all sorts of early art blocks, collections, pieces, and this uh, it's got a lot of attention. It actually we saw some some action in some of the high-end collections here for Dentists in particular have seen a big uptick in their floor uh, price, but it's definitely brought some attention to some other art blocks collections. Uh, sort of interesting that uh, something like this, something like the highlight of maybe 
just the the uh, epitome of overspending on NFTs when 3AC did buy some of these is now uh, bringing the attention back to to our blocks but you know they're, they're still around and still getting attention you know cool to see that that there is still attention for these and they're not going to you know, just sit in a wallet unsold somewhere it's also impressive like the sale of these so for instance i know you're a crummy squiggle uh super fan and owner uh, but it like you would normally expect if you're dropping it to like, you know, if there are a number of them, I don't know how many they had, but they had a, a good amount. It really just, the floor price is still well over 10 ETH for Chromie Squiggles. And so powerful projects can just eat up this type of, this type of sale pressure, sell pressure in a pretty impressive way, I'd say. And speaking of art NFTs, the long rumored, maybe long awaited collection from Buotius. This is a PFP collection coming out. This has finally been announced with, or details have been announced with the collection planned for uh, this coming August. Uh, holders of the paint and some of his other uh, art collections, art pieces, uh, will get early access, it sounds like. Uh, there's, I believe, I believe this is a 20K, yeah, 20,000 pieces. This will be, this will begin August 21st, August 21st to 25th. Um, so be, there will be uh, three opportunities um, to, to uh, collect. Um, one is having a, a, a possession of a paint NFT. Um, anyone holding a few wishes art paint can, uh, a art piece can purchase one for a discounted price. And then uh, there's the public sale. So um, you can definitely look at that. Uh, the few, um, well, either Discord or, or Twitter, of course, if you want to get in on that one. Um, this is one I'll definitely be watching. It's, you know, it's one of the artists we've talked a lot about in the past, how he continues to create. I've been to a couple of paint parties. They've been awesome. I, you know, this has been maybe longer than people have expected, but, you know, they have a date out there. I really expect them to nail that date and to to, uh, to do a good job with this collection based on what I've seen in the past from, from Fuosha. Yeah, I really like what I'm seeing here. Uh, you know, it's got 3D art capabilities. There's three different types. There's 20,000 of them, as you mentioned. I think this is solid for existing paint holders, which, full disclosure, we both are. We've right, right. Long fans exactly. of Pelocious. Uh Disclosure. Full this, disclosure there. <laughs> full disclosure. I mean, you see, I love that full disclosure. You can look at our wallets. <laughs> right. It's literally. Right. But we, we have talked a lot about Pelocious. You know, this is one of the things we that I've been been awaiting been waiting for you know it's um there were rumors that the paint drops would uh give benefits to holders um you know it's, it's actually a bigger collection than than i anticipated um based on the rumors that i heard i had heard something around fifteen thousand, but um i you know i don't i don't think that it's too big for uh for fuocious base and and the interest that he has uh continued to draw in the space yeah, so if you hold a paint drop, uh, you can use it to re redeem a Fuo uh, free mint. So that'll probably drive up that piece there. And then the Fuocious art holder, um, you get a discount. What's interesting is, I don't fully understand this, but they are calling this a backpack with the ERC-6551 seemingly using the new functionality embedded that we talked about a little while ago with the uh, Shanghai update, but it says that once minted, this will be like a backpack and fuos, which are the characters, 
will be eligible to redeem flowers that will be used as mint passes to bloom into Fuo fashion digital wearables and accessories. I think I under, I think I get that. Um, <laughs> Come on, that's, that's, that's oh, pretty easy to follow along. I feel like <laughs> high level, it's using the native functionality of uh, the chain and they're rolling it out. I, I like it. I like the artist. I think this is something to watch. Um, but be careful. This may already be priced in. I'm not entirely clear. Although the market's so sleepy, um, it may not be. Remember, WETH offers are, are oh, your yeah. friend in a soft your market. Friend. <laughs> friend. All right. Oh, man, we've seen, well, we actually have a couple headlines here of the this new NFT use case of serving of people legal papers via NFT. Um, so just recently, we've got the PSYOP creator. This is Ben, uh, Ben.eth, uh, was served a legal notice via NFT. Uh, and we've also got Shaq, you know, former basketball player, now spokesman for whoever will pay him a bit of money. Highest <laughs> better. Yeah. Um, he was also served, I guess this was, he wasn't actually served during NFT. I was surprised they did, I thought he was trying to, I got them wrong. He was not served this via NFT. He was served this at the FTX arena in person. Um, but this is related to his FTX uh, ads. I was surprised they didn't go the NFT route with that. He must never have uh, never have uh, uh, revealed a public uh, wallet address, or I'm sure that that would have been the route that they used as they continued to complain that he was unreachable and, and avoiding uh, the, um, the papers that they were trying to serve him. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with these. You know, there's... Oh man, I, I think we've been, I think everyone's been waiting for Ben.eth to be served in some way to, to have some legal ramifications come from these. Uh, I think he's got three tokens now, is it? Um, you know, trying to get this third one right was the latest that I read. Um, but yeah, it seems like that's not going to end well for him. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you do shady stuff in public and you piss off enough people, one of those people will be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, it's just I just don't understand how we do the same circus again and again um, and people think they can get away um, with this kind of stuff I won't be the saddest person when this particular individual goes down I, I think they give unfortunately a very loud and a very bad name to frankly the entire industry uh, and represent I'd say almost everything that probably I hate. <laughs> so but what is it that, that just go get what it. is it that like there's 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 just got to be that tall dandelion sticking out just yeah, just, yeah no. I mean, you know, it doesn't there's always one that just needs to be there. They see that opportunity. It doesn't matter if they see what happened to that last one, gonna try it. Yeah, no mm. way. I'm gonna be the one that survives the weed whacker. I just need to get extra. The problem is the last one wasn't tall enough. The scam wasn't big enough. I wasn't overt enough about it. Uh, oh, man. All right, we've got more NFTs and games. You know, man, this keeps going back and forth. You know, the, the, hold on, hold on. Before you do there, you mentioned oh, Shaq got served. I just think it's hilarious that it was in the former ftx arena oh yes yeah you know that there was a like that we could do it anywhere but 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. That is arena. that is quite poetic. They're doing it I, in the old FTX arena. I believe they even have plans to rename it. So that that's that's just that's great. They got it just before. I was very happy when I was in Miami uh, for for Art Basel to go and take a picture in front of that FTX oh, sign. Yeah, that was good. You know, there's uh, making a habit of this now. You know, finding banks that that go under. You know, taking taking pictures oh. of these while they're oh, while they're still I have, up. <laughs> I have. Um... I feel like there is, it's not an affordable project, but you know what I really want? It's like, there's got to be a whole market for swag that was created for these shit companies. Oh, man. I just like, like, it's not now because there's people that really got burned by it, but like, I want like an FTX forever shirt that was like legitimately created at some point. And like the same thing goes for like Luna. Like I just want like corporate swag that's like hopefully got some sort of arrogant statement on it. It just you've given me <clears throat> just given me right? a like, whole new strategy at at, at conferences of of the <laughs> things that I'm trying to collect. I feel like I'm not getting enough of that and holding on for, holding on to it just in company. case. <laughs> All right. Sounds pyramidy. I like it. What kind of swag? Talk to me about your swag. <laughs> you know, I'm always Bold predictions about oh, where you'll man, be in 10 years. Right. You know, don't go get the Coinbase stuff. Of course they're going to be around, you know, go get the one that's boring. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, uh, careful. That's where I, I don't want to jinx anybody. Sorry, uh, <laughs> don't do it. Anyway, I thought that was funny. And also, that's your affordable project. Go, go load up on swag. I'm gonna go check you there real quick. Yeah, right there, you go. All right, get it back to it. We've got some gaming headlines. You know, this goes back and forth. Uh, we've got Epic Games has added 20 NFT titles to its uh, upcoming roster of, of new games, and then uh, uh, Ubisoft is. Um, let's see, they've got their Rabbids NFTs in, in Reddit. So I don't know, maybe we can't call them NFTs, of course, as, as, uh, Reddit does. They are digital, digital, digital collectibles. What do they call them? Are they digital collectibles? I think so. Okay. Sorry. They're not, they're not, Rabbit. they're not Onis yet. Right. Oh, come on. Onis. I don't think I'm putting enough emotional energy into Onis getting adopted. Mm. So that's more on me. Yeah. Um, I mean, all about portable onis. It's just that three A thing isn't going to work so well. No digital collectibles. Oh, wait, all about that has nothing to do with the NFT part. Never mind. Forget that I said that, please. <laughs> so you have something in here. Bitcoin NFTs gain momentum with BRC seven twenty one E token standard. You know um, that built on top of, as I understand, ordinals um, and something called the Xverse Bitcoin Wallet. It you know as they say, gaining momentum, but in another way of looking at this, like frankly, it's now listed um, in Crypto Slam around NFT collection and rankings. And over the past 30 days, it looks like $191 million of sales um, has occurred, which is impressive when you consider that Ethereum is about $400 million over that same period of time. What's weird is that like, the number of buyers is only 1,700. <laughs> Whereas for Ethereum, it is 43,000. Uh, so hmm. that's interesting. Um, I would be very careful uh, about numbers like that. Uh, it just means that there are a lot of whales or a lot of manipulation. 
kind of also hand in hand with that news is that I've noticed that it's kind of interesting on Crypto Slam, they have added a new wash trading column in the NFT section where they're effectively trying to meter out how much is done in terms of volume of wash trading. And so they break out sales, wash trading, and then the total number, which I think is phenomenal. Um, I'm not quite, I just trying to look at how they calculate it. They have a little asterisk next to it, but nothing, nothing else right now. So it's like recently rolled out. Um, but it's, you know, it looks like for Ethereum, it's 50, 50, <laughs> half, half of the 812 million that was done in the last 30 days is estimated to be wash trading. So if you're, if the numbers sounded weird there, where it's like, oh, it's 400 million. It was the total was 800 million over the past 30 days, but half of that is estimated to be wash trading, which, which is important to understand because it is artificial volume. Yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked a lot about how look, there's there's a lot of wash trading. I think it's a, it goes even beyond that because there's times where it's not necessarily, there is maybe what could be considered legit trading that is not uh, counted in there. But there's, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, the number of traders on that uh, the Bitcoin marketplace definitely sounds a... Um, quite low for the volume that's, that, that's going through there. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's one thing to look at, look at, you know, I mean, how many people are coming in there, you know, we do see that, uh, see that a bit in the, the Ethereum ecosystem as well, that it's not, not that small, but it's a small number of wallets that does a large share of the volume. Um, definitely saw that with, uh, with blurs sort of attack on OpenSea by by appealing to those those small number of, of whale traders and OpenSea's uh, you know response in in open launching their OpenSea Pro platform. Um, you know, that being said, it's um, you know it's it's still so um, yeah it, so I'm sorry it's still a lot fewer traders on the the Bitcoin marketplace and it's still a much um, different experience I would say. You know, I have gone through this a bit. It's a, look, I don't want to, there's times where I feel like Ethereum can be slow, you know, especially after using something like Polygon. And it still seems just incredibly fast compared to a transaction on the Bitcoin network. I think it's, I think there's a lot, there's just, there's a ton of infrastructure that has to be built there. There's a lot of developments happening there and it's still just a, there's a big gap between the, the Ethereum ecosystem and the, the Bitcoin ecosystem in, for, in terms of NFTs, um, in my own experience, you know, I am not, like I said, I am not big into the ordinals or any of the, the uh, Bitcoin NFT ecosystem. I've just done, an, I've done it enough to, to have some experience trying it out and, and to be able to compare it to uh, the NFTs on the uh, Ethereum ecosystem. Yeah, um, and it seems like the BRC seven twenty one E token standard allows for you to like burn your Ethereum based ERC seven twenty ones, and then just yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna add that in here on um, on Bitcoin. So it's a it's an interesting bridging solution. Uh, I don't think it's a smart thing to do. I think the only people winning with Bitcoin NFTs are the miners right now. Um, those folks are killing it uh, because of their their role in the proof of work ecosystem there that is getting higher demand. Um, 
and and so it's a good time to be a Bitcoin miner, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And yeah, I would be very careful about bridging your assets over from, especially those from a collection um, where most of them are staying on the Ethereum uh, ecosystem. Are people going to be able to find it? Hmm. <laughs> Does finding it literally mean its entire value in a marketplace? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> sure, do it. All right, uh, we've got uh, Fingerprints DAO, a, I'd say a relatively successful art curation DAO, or art curation, or maybe creation DAO. They partnered with Mercedes-Benz for a collection. Uh, found this interesting just in that Mercedes-Benz has gone a, uh, maybe a bit of the route that uh, that Nike did here as in going with a, with a company that's pretty deep in the NFT uh, ecosystem here, uh, at least this is a partnership, or sorry, the difference here, this being a partnership, whereas Nike did end up buying Artifact. Um, but I did think that this was impressive that they were able to partner with a uh, pretty well-respected NFT DAO here. Yeah, cool. I mean, I think you have to, it's, it's kind of this game of like brand prestige and you can't, just sort of wander into like, oh, we just literally like minted our own on like looks rare. And you're like, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, right. So I think there's like this whole, you know, brand layer that I, th you know, uh, whatchamacallit, like, like Christie's and Sotheby's, they get it. They've always got it. But when they can be the sort of brand steward, like I think there's a, a whole area of company that doesn't exist right now that are that sort of like prestigious launch partner. Um, if I had a, you know, a clone of myself, I'd be like, go try to do that right now. <laughs> I don't, though. <laughs> but you do have ChatGPT, George. I do have AI, George. Um, you know, one out of five times, you get something right. Um, <laughs> all right. Can we move into... Uh, can we go into our, our main story? Our main theme. I think it's time. Yeah. Why don't you time. introduce the, the topic here, George? <laughs> well, as I mentioned in, as I mentioned in our lead up there, look, Apple has announced or pre-announced that they are coming out with some VR headsets. So that means the metaverse is here. It's coming because all it takes is one tiny product used by a small number of people to usher in an irrational run on the value of metaverse and all things related to that. Mark Zuckerberg is doing a happy dance, although he isn't because he's going to have a competitor in the VR space. Uh, I think this is such a clear hype cycle of, you know, sell the news moment that I, I think... Um, it's it's all too obvious. It's just still funny to watch like a run up uh, in some of the uh, metaverse coins and adjacent uh, assets because we assume everyone's coming. Like honestly, like we've been to this show before. It was called the Super Bowl. We've been to the show before. It was called Coinbase NFTs. We've been to the show before. It was called the World Cup bringing NFTs. We've got like I can. Everyone is not coming. Uh, this is absolute hype in this cycle. So. I, I would say if you have it, sell it, uh, because I would, um, I would say that a headset that needs to be connected to like a large machine and plugged in is at a price point that is way too high is not, 
is not going to do it at least for a couple different versions. So I don't know which you, uh, which you saw here. Cause I know we both have the, uh, Oculus. Um, and I think for like 17 days, I really liked that thing. And then I didn't put it back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm similar with that. It, I mean, it's partly the, the hardware gets, you know, a little bit tiring to wear. I think for me, it's probably even more that there's not enough compelling software. Um, and I think that, I mean, I am, I'm somewhat skeptical of the, or I'm somewhat optimistic, I guess I should say that, that, that Apple can bring better software to that platform. Um, that being said, I, you know, I think that people's maybe idea of what the metaverse or what this might mean for the metaverse and, and this idea of it being this physical uh, sort of space in a digital world is still different than, than we're probably going to end up experiencing this. Um, I think that there's, there's still a lot to be said. I think there's a lot of testing that needs to be done on people uh, on both with both people using these, uh, the, the head, I mean, the hardware and um, developers de um, getting access to, um, to the platform and being able to, to create, um, um, create software that, that people can actually interact with, engage with, and see how people like it and, and use it. Um, I think there's just a lot of testing that needs to happen here before we really know what happens. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty skeptical of, of this idea that it's going to be people kind of walking around in digital recreations of buildings. Yeah. So I think some of the coins have gone up, but I actually don't see any movement in the sandbox NFTs. Uh, which have a floor of 0.439, haven't really moved for the past 30 days. Uh, it's interesting. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. You think the run-up's still coming? <laughs> the run-up could actually still be coming. You would need a few things to happen, right? You would need one for Apple to just absolutely crush it. And this is the largest release uh, since the Apple Watch in 2015, and frankly, the Apple Watch sucked for its first version. It wasn't wasn't very good. Um, but you know, eventually, like people run around wearing that thing. Was it bad so, or was it not compelling? I think I mean, it just under delivered I, on the promise. I didn't get one. Did you? Like, I still don't have one. No, I, I think I got like, it. I got like a Google Pixel thing here. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not an. I, I don't think there's a, as much of a difference between the Apple Watch and competitor watches um, necessarily, but I do think that there wasn't. I, I think they could face the same thing, where maybe they could release a, a, a an acceptable product, something that works well, and maybe is something like the watch that didn't have a ton of software. I mean, maybe it still has that problem. There's not a ton of software for it, um, and it can be somewhat underwhelming which I think made people mm, kind of discount the, uh, or some of the benefits of the watch. And I think now if you look at it, you know, it, you look at it as a pretty popular or and, and successful product for Apple. Um, so, you know, it's taken some time, but I think it has, and, and I, I guess you could debate how, how good it is. I mean, I, I think it's a, a, I don't use it. I do think it's a very good product it can add a lot of benefits for the user. And I think that we could get something like that. I don't see it as much as being the, the first day that it comes out that everyone's going to, to rush to, to get one of these. Uh, yeah. I'm not, 
I mean, I just keep coming back because I saw it in the article that like, oh, there's going to be a run up. Like, I'm not seeing any price action on decentralized mana on sandbox land. Is I just it's all, don't believe we're it's all Nvidia apparently. We're not, <laughs> apparently. I know everyone ran to Nvidia. <laughs> Because like if we were 80, smart, 80x earnings. I'm sure that's reasonable. They'll grow into it, right? No one will figure out how to manufacture chips. <coughs> Google, Apple. No one could possibly figure the technology moat that they've created. Um, but sure, ADX value. No, what are the incentives? Why oh. not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah. This is. Um, but here, look. Apple doesn't mess up devices over the long term. But there's two separate things. Like, why the hell should metaverse-owned NFTs play any role in in this ecosystem? Like, just because that exists and that happens to be the NFT like version of it, I don't see the use case there. And if anything, I'm maybe even more bearish because it's Apple-owned ecosystem. Do you remember the App Store battle? They don't tend to be the most open about this. And yeah, there'll be more battle, but that is um, you know, probably a not not the play. Maybe everyone realizes that. Maybe that's why there isn't as much price action. Yeah, that could be. And yeah, I think it would be very you know, even if Apple has to maybe open certain things up as as they've been ordered to recently, they can change they can change the way that everything is set up so that everything is structured so that there is just a more natural tendency to, to you want to use the things inside their walled garden more than you want to ever go out of it. And, you know, I think that we will see a lot of this, you know, as they, as they create a metaverse, I think there might be some technically uh, ways for it to be open to, um, to interoperable, uh, to, to be interoperable with other uh, platforms other uh, applications and i think that apple will probably make it difficult for users or just at least inconvenient yeah i'm still tempted i like the gambler in me is like but what if apple knocks it out of the park and people go pointlessly ballistic for this look if you're a gambler take a look clearly this is not financial advice but shouldn't it or it should have already been priced in because the news went live but maybe it's a wait and see oh I hope I will. It actually, it'll hurt more to have not made this bet <laughs> than watch it happen than to have lost the money on um on the interaction. Oh, you know, I love. I started with this like with the complete joke, but as I do a little bit of the the work on it, it'll be interesting. To watch June fifth. That's when. Uh, well, I we'll find out next week what George. Oh, tune in. <laughs> I, I'll be off next week. Tune in though. You'll get to. Listen to this and then just laugh at me if you watch that price. Um, but I'll let you know what happened. I haven't made my decision yet. <laughs> Next time on This Fool Loses His Money. All right. That's all I got. I'll see you. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. 
hope you learned something.